Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dominic Patton. And I'm Pete Hammond. And this is the Deadline Podcast TV Talk, our final TV Talk of this section of the Emmys this year, the great 2022. And because of that, we're going to actually tell you, we're going to save you time. On July 12th, when the Emmy nominations come out, you don't have to get up that early to listen to them because we have them. I, I, you know, I've got envelopes and things that I can open here and all that, but I don't. We have snubs and spoilers that we can do for you, surprises. We know who is going to be nominated, yeah. don't we, Dominic? And that's we what we're going to talk about. And we're also, after uh, we make these predictions, you're going to hear a snippet of my conversation with the cast and creators of the uh, terrific limited series for Apple TV Plus called We Crashed. But before we go there, let's start and make some predictions for who will be on that nomination list when the, when the names are announced. All right, so you have the major categories here. Um, uh, let's start with limited series, which I think is so prestigious. And you know, this is where the competition really has gotten fierce in recent now, now years. There, there, are, there are three names that we're gonna say right now, now that are no-brainers. And it's only five nominees, yeah. unless there's some kind of weird tie to make it say, I don't even think they can do it. it they should expand this category tremendously because it, this is, let, before we name them, this is ridiculous, folks, that the, uh, there are 10 in these other, you know, drama and comedy, and there's only five for this, where there is so much amazing work this year. It's a shame. It really is a shame. So these are the three names that you can literally bet the, 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 the bank on are going to show up. Dope Sick from Hulu, The Dropout from Hulu, and White Lotus from HBO and HBO Max. There is no discussion that they are going to be among these five. Uh, yeah, I think I have to agree with you that they are definitely in my uh, top five of predictions here. I think you really would be shocked on Emmy nomination day to see any one of these, which have gotten such attention uh, over and over again. I'd say if one had to drop out, it might be the dropout uh, just because the lead character is so unsympathetic, but um, the show itself. Peter, unsympathetic lead character is literally the dictionary definition <laughs> of this category. <laughs> I know, I, I know. I, I, you know, I'm just making an argument to make this fascinating to our listeners here. Um, but okay, so we, those three are locked. So we have two more slots. What do they go to? Well, what would be, two questions for you. What do you think is something that will get it? And what would be your, your deep wish? The series that maybe hasn't had the best cap, the FYC, maybe hasn't done that, but this is the one you'd love to see there. Okay. I think the fourth slot will probably go to Netflix's Made. 
which um, is a definitely a very strong series, has a lot to say. Uh, Netflix has a lot of votes. They have a lot of, this is their really strongest shot in this category. Uh, so I think that that's probably it. Now, if I had my druthers of one that I would put in there, I would put in, um, I would put in We Crashed on Apple. Oh. I really thought that was an amusing show to watch. And, 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 and as it goes along, it gets better and better and more out there. Uh, it kept oh, yeah. my attention, you know, eight episodes. I, I really did like that. I don't think it is going to be among the five nominees. I don't oh. think so, but we'll see. But, uh, you know, that's what I, I would put in, although... I, you know, Pam and Tommy, I thought was was a hoot too, and they really pulled that off. But the actors, I think, are more likely possibly. We talked about that last week with that show and and those actors, but that's a that's going to be tough too. I think here, here's mine. Here's my. I'm pretty sure if you use the criteria and kind of like drill down into the data of, of what gets in this category, under the banner of heaven. Okay. All right. I, I think that, that 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 show felt with the amazing Andrew Garfield, who literally, by the way, like can't make a move wrong right now, um, including when he when he shows up on the Tonys, I might add, on both sides of the stage. Yeah. Um, I think that Under the Banner of Heaven <clears throat> felt like a really beautiful, old school, prestigious limited series but back in like back in the day when this was like that was the only show you were going to watch for the next five weeks right it really had that feel to it a great crime thriller philosophical and religious explorations in it and an amazing cast led by their lead actor what okay. i really really would like to see is stars as gaslit okay with the 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 new way of looking at or getting behind some of the stories we think we know about Watergate, which of course literally is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Just in fact, just a, a week or so ago, it was actually the 50th anniversary precisely. Not only giving us new looks on some of the, some of the maybe seemingly secondary or forgotten players of Watergate, but tremendous performances by Sean Penn under more prosthetics than, than you'd ever <laughs> imagine, true transformation. Julia Roberts as Martha Mitchell and Dan Stevens as John Dean. Uh, he steals it, yeah. And and Betty Glassman as Mo Dean, who actually steals it for me. I mean, I just thought <laughs> I had no. I realized that Mo Dean was exactly that good wife, good wife. She sat behind him at the testimonies. That I had no idea. And I'm a water. I'm a political junkie, and I had what? no idea the depth of that story and the wonderful way the parallels of the two couples were. The way Nixon didn't really show up until the end, like. It, it was so well constructed that it took me and I look clearly I'm, I'm, I'm advocating for my own personal demographic, but I thought I knew most of that story. And when people say, Oh, you're going to learn the story you don't know. Yeah, it was true. I learned the story. I didn't know. Well, now the reason I didn't mention gaslit when I said my, cause you said my thing that I don't think is going to get in. What is it for that? Um, fourth slot. I mentioned the fourth slot um, would be the maid, but I do believe the fifth slot, which will get in, is gaslit because I think there's a whole vibe out there because you remember the Watergate break-in was June 17th. That's right after the voting started here for Emmy nomination. So I just think there's something in the ether. There's something going on um, with this show. Stars, 
has never been in the conversation in these kinds of categories before. And I think if it's ever going to do it, this is the show that'll do it. So I put that in my fifth slot. What is in your fifth slot? What's the last one that actually uh, actually is going to get nominated? Well, I don't know if you're going to agree with this. And I'm not necessarily sure I'm committed to this entirely because I think there's problematic elements to the show, none of which are named Michelle Pfeiffer, I might add. I think maybe- I know the show you're talking about. I think maybe, I think maybe Showtime's First Lady. Really? Dude, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, I mean, there are there is top tier talent all over that. And for those of you who, who, who don't quite know, the show interweaves the tales of Eleanor Roosevelt, um, uh, Betty Ford and Michelle Obama, and Michelle Pfeiffer plays Betty Ford. And her performance, already augmented by strong stories around her, basically bookending her with the Roosevelt era and the Obama era, the transformative nature, when we talk, uh, you know, about, and Gaslit tells us about some of the side players of Watergate, you know, the Ford administration is almost like making a joke about like, you know, let's go talk about, you know, come and talk about hieroglyphics. But this, her story seemed so viscerally elemental and of what not only a first lady is, but an American woman in a time of transformation. And I'm gonna be honest, with a lot of talk about the ERA and, and a woman's right to choose, incredibly urgent at this particular moment. And the show itself, because of that and because of the strength of it and the way the stories weave together, really floats because of that. Okay, all right. Dominic's uh, five uh, guaranteed nominations are Dope Sick, The White Lotus, The Dropout, um, under the Banner of Heaven and the First Lady. Mine are Dope Sick, The White Lotus, The Dropout, Maid, and Gaslit. We're going to see what wins there. Now we're going to move on to comedy series a little easier, I think, here. Uh, or is it? I, well, mean, I don't know. It's 10, you know, so know. how can we be that wrong, you know? Well, here. and here's the thing. So <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you four that I think it's a done deal, okay? Yeah. Abbott Elementary, Barry, Hacks, Only Murder in the Building. Only and not Ted Lasso? No, no, I'm those are my four, like, it, it, it's, there's, you don't argue. I, I'm Lasso, not arguing think, with any of them. Ted those. Lasso, very strong, but like, again, like, the world got a lot of Ted Lasso. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, gotta get a nomination at the very least. You I'm know. just saying what my four are. <laughs> What if, what if what are four that you you okay you know I will add to that obviously I agree with you I think those four are definitely in I would add um I would add curb your enthusiasm because it's back and I do think curb your enthusiasm will get in that that would be a sixth one to that list that I say because I include Ted Lasso uh, you know I think reservation dogs um, will creep in in its first year if people got beyond the first yeah. episodes. Um, uh, you know, that's one to look for there. Now, I also think the final season of Blackish will bring that in here as well as a nominee and uh, possibly insecure. Uh, I, well. I agree on both of those. And I would also add, because we're, we're in final season territory, which is a favorite place for both of us. Yes. Um, better things. Okay, that's possible. Grace and Frankie's never made it in never, the, uh, never in the category. It's made it in it's it's made it in um, 
uh, creative arts a number yeah. of times. And I, and, and something I can- But does it do it? Does it do it? I don't know. There's others. It's Atlanta. When you're looking at up against who that show, which is, which is as of right now, attended, but as of right now, is the longest running Netflix show ever seven seasons, which is kind of eight because it was truncated by the pandemic. So the last season was split. I see nothing that wouldn't say it could take on every one of those names that we just mentioned. Okay. All right. And it's got star power galore power. Like, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. And there's really good shows here. What we do in the shadows is yeah. one that could come back into the race this year as well for FX and Atlanta also uh, yeah. can come back into the race. Our, our only problem I think in predicting Atlanta is it's been off for so long. We just don't know the heat level on it again, but there are now 10 nominees. Well, but I also think one of the issues that might hit with Atlanta, and this is a difficult issue for FX, which is if you watch the final season and the, the way that Donald Glover and, and, and his, his um, collaborators worked it out as, and it's kind of an anthology and kind of not, I mean, is it a comedy anymore? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, there's a lot of questions on that one. So here's none, where none of I which, think- None of which question it's genius and creativity and no. spark, none of it. And, it, and it's insight. But no, it's so just like, it's, you know, I'm one of the world's biggest Atlanta fans. And honestly, I think the Emmy should invent a dramedy category just for it. And maybe, maybe they will someday, you know, uh, don't forget the great too. Although that didn't get nominated its first year, may not again this year. Um, uh, hard to say. Uh, here's where uh, it probably will wind up. Ted Lasso, Hacks, Barry, Only Murders in the Building, Abbott Elementary, Reservation Dogs, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Blackish, Insecure, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe that Atlanta or what we do in the shadow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Somewhere. Your dream, if you had a dream thing to put in there that uh, not on the list of the obvious nominees. Uh, better things. Better. I mean, but no, having said that, if the, if, the, the, if the list already includes the final season of Insecure, then better things. Okay, and better things. For me, I will tell you, it's nothing we've mentioned. Mm. And because I just love this show and it, it's just quirky as hell. And, I, and it's so funny to me, Schmigadoon. Uh, I, on Apple. I love- That show has you written all over it and has <laughs> nothing written on over it. I Despite love- the fact that there's some very talented people involved. But oh my God, it's so you well- You are so produced. flying solo here. And it just got renewed. Um, although Martin Short, when I did him for Actors Side, tipped me off on that and, uh, and said it is renewed. And then it took them about four weeks to finally say it. Um, but I'm so happy it's coming back. And look, you know, I know it's a long shot, but Schmigadoon would be my choice. Okay, finally, drama series, marquee category here. We do have 10. I will say that Succession, Squid Game, Ozark, Better Call Saul are the four that I would guarantee nominations for here. I would add to that, Apple TV Severance and Yellow Jackets from Showtime. Yellow Jackets. Okay, so that's six. I would agree with you that I think those are strong. Severance and Yellow Jackets are new. So it depends on how many voters have actually seen it. Where is your, when we've talked before about drama series though, you you thought This Is Us could actually and win. I, 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 look, 
we're talking for a few more minutes. I'm not done. <laughs> but now that now that you've you've juiced it a bit, I think this is us. I I really do. Look, the other thing too is you with all the television full full bow to John Langroff to tell us about how much there is every year. It's easy sometimes as shows get past usually about the second season. We all have a tendency to background them a little bit. New shows come along, other things take over, global pandemic gets everyone's attention for a little bit, you know. Um, but I came back to This Is Us for the final season as a viewer. Yeah. You know, we did, we covered it a lot on Deadline. Nelly did an amazing job. Nelly Andrew did an amazing job covering that final season. That final season was really good, you know, and, and you and I have talked about this many times. You know, final seasons can be, sometimes you just want it over at one point because it's just not working. It yeah. was very well done. And it, it also did, and I love this because I just love this, which is it did the six feet under thing, which it kind of not as, not as, as, as precisely as six feet under did. And by that, I mean, narratively, but it leaned into like, what's going to happen next to these people? What, who are they going to be next? What incredibly large house on Pennsylvania Avenue may one of them live in or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I felt like I, I felt like I felt like there'd be a lot of love for This Is Us, anyways. I think there might be a lot of respect for This Is Us because of the way they said goodbye. It could be, and I agree with you. I do think that will come back into the game and be nominated here. I think I'm going to say it, even though they've ignored it, but it's such a popular show. Yellowstone will probably get a nomination uh, uh, here as well, and. Um, euphoria also i want to hear what you think your long shot but but warm to the heart show would be well okay one that i would love to see as you know i'm a big fan of the morning show it was not nominated it was nominated for eight emmys its first year i i just thought it, it it is comfort television for me to watch i just love it it's 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 so well acted and uh i wish it got more genuine respect for what they're doing. Women behind the camera, in front of the camera, the way it's produced uh, is really the kind of thing I think deserves Emmy recognition. Uh, also, my other comfort show is The Good Fight, which never gets nominated here. And, and always should. Always, and should. always should. So if you ask me too, that I'd like to put in there that I have my doubts that they will, uh, it would be those two. We'll see uh, where they go with it. What's yours? Well, it would have been a limited series had they not now renewed it for up to four seasons, but it would be, and I say this because this is the name of the first season, the second season will have a different name because it's based on the, the books, the Gary Oldman um, down and dirty MI5 spy series, Slow Horses from Apple. Yeah, well, that is in this category still, isn't it? Or did they move it? Well, it's, it, I mean, I don't know now, you know, because <laughs> there it is. It was a six episode, you know, yeah. done, done, I thought. And then it turned out, oh, actually, we filmed two seasons back to back. Yes, that is true. And then they came out and said, actually, we're going to do a third and fourth. There are eight books in the series of Nick, of Nick Heron's book. You remember that was what happened with Downton Abbey. It was yes. in the limited series, our mini series at the time. And then, you know, they said, oh, we're, it's a regular series. So they moved it there. I haven't heard uh, their uh, verdict on this particular one. I thought it was in uh, the uh, uh, drama series. Actually, it is in drama series. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think if you haven't seen this, 
look, Gary Oldman has got a lot of great performances over the years, won an Oscar, but this is one of his all-time best because yeah. he is, and, and I, I had a very great, I had a great conversation in my opinion with him a few months ago when they had the season one finale. And I feel like the energy and the explosiveness and the uniqueness we saw when he came to be known to many of us in Sid and Nancy, I feel like now we're at the other end of a career and we're seeing all the wisdom, experience, patience, and ingenuity that an actor like him, can bring, like Gary Oldman can bring to this. And he brings it, he brings his A-game. And watching him and Kristen Scott Thomas again after, after them as Mr. and Mrs. Winston Churchill, yeah. um, I pay for that. Like we say, those Emmy voters love those Oscar winners. So uh, we'll see. So it is Succession, Squid Game, Ozark, Better Call Saul, Yellowstone, Yellow Jacket, Severance, This Is Us, Euphoria, and Stranger Things? Mm. Uh, maybe? I don't know. My, my issue with Stranger Things is my issue, is my issue that I think the people are or are not going to have with Squid Game. And I might be wrong. I might yeah. be reading this from We don't know. But there's a lot of violence. And I yeah. think it'll turn some people off. It may, but it had all those nominations, you know, when it came on. Uh, and it got it, the best reviews it's gotten for this uh, particular yeah. season. Um, you know, there is also, we didn't mention another one like Slow Horses, I thought was strictly a limited series. It is actually now a series, Winning Time, uh, the story of the Lakers. That's almost in comedy, but it's not. It's in drama. So that could creep in here too. So those could be, we're edging around. We're not giving you the actual thing, even though we know we're going to let you find out on July 12th when all this happens. But before that, I want to um, play a little bit of my conversation with the uh, creators as well as Jared Leto on uh, We Crashed My Hoped for limited series that I mentioned here. Isn't that convenient? Here it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Lee, you know, you worked for years on The Office, a different kind of show involving uh, office space, um, and a terrific movie that he wrote called um, Bad Words, Bad Teacher, which is really good. I love that movie. But talk about what you wanted from this show, from your point of view, to make it, because it's a very much a relationship show here between, and we should mention, the wonderful Anne Hathaway, who's so good in this as well, the two of you together. So what was your goal here? You know, I've always been fascinated um, in rise and fall stories and just been captivated by them my entire uh, career, both as a fan and, you know, as a writer. And what I think separated this story for me, uh, you know, when I watched, when I listened to the podcast and kind of started doing the research was this love story at the center of it. And that felt like an incredibly unique and exciting way as a, as a storyteller to enter the story. And so when Drew and I first started talking about it, you know, it felt like 
you know, people people have been asking us, you know, why do you decide to focus on the love story, uh, you know, r- rather than on the business story? And for us, they're inextricably linked. And so there is no WeWork without Adam, but we also believe there's no WeWork without Rebecca. And that that as a way into uh, a business story was it felt really original and exciting. Um, you know, you, Jared, uh, have invested and have been fascinated by all these kind of startups and and Silicon Valley and all of that. So were you familiar with this uh, going into it and, and this kind of thing? Did you ever look into that as one of the things you wanted to do? I actually did. I remember asking about it at a certain point. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, excitement, energy, and heat around the company, and um, I asked. Uh, uh, you know, I did. I did ask a couple of people about it, but I'm glad that I didn't sit with Adam because he probably would have, you know, <laughs> seduced me because he's such a powerful uh, person. Not like that guy. <laughs> There's always a couple, you know, but no, he's so seductive and he's such a great salesman. I really thought, you know, I, I, he probably would have, you know, walked away with my life savings. Um, but let me just say, you know, he did build something remarkable. He did build like every I, I had walked in WeWorks before this and I was always pretty astounded. Anyone been in a WeWork or worked at a WeWork before? It's a great business. And, and, and the funny thing is like, in this post-COVID world, it's a really great business, and they're doing really well. And uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to talk about um, these characters sometimes because my job is to find um, understanding, you know, to have empathy, and uh, to look at a, a person with their flaws and all, and find a heart and a soul and a spirit. And you know, I found that in the character, and um, I, I'm I'm really glad that I had this opportunity. And I just got to say to Lee and Drew, uh, thank you um, for the faith and you know for the the opportunity. I really feel like this was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Thank yeah. you. We feel the same. Yeah. Thank you so much. He he was always your first uh, choice. Yes, we, we joke about I drop it. the mic and leave now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he was, though, right? We, we, we joke, but it's true. We had a picture of Jared up when we were kind of trying to create the character looking for inspiration. <laughs> truly, truly. You and know, you hear that sometimes. You're like, shit. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? It, 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 it's true. <laughs> Uh, and, and when we were trying to kind of find the character, you know, you kind of want to think of a real of a person who could play it. And uh, and so Jared and Annie, it was to have gotten either one of them would have been a dream come true to get both of them was was just an embarrassment of riches. It's amazing. This keeps flashing. Please wrap up. But I can't before I ask you something here. My favorite line in the whole thing when he's just nothing is too much for this guy in terms of his visions of money and things. When you do that line where you just go three. Oh, zero, 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 you know, three, zero, zero. That is like such a great line reading of a guy who really tells you everything you need to know about him in a weird way. I, I don't remember what you're talking yeah, about. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's but, so good. Oh, is that when they're writing out, on the face? Yes, what he, what he thinks they're worth. The value. It, yeah. That, the, the I have to say, like, every take I did so, I, I did something <laughs> completely different. So I have no idea, like, I mean, I was just out of my mind, and these he, guys he, had he to deal with that. Like, it wasn't a line reading; of, it was it was, it was so good. I mean, really, I go like, "Wow, 
Oh my God, we certainly, we crashed there, my friend. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for crashing with us today. We really appreciate you guys joining us for this episode of the Deadline Podcast TV Talk. I say this every week. Look, this is our de facto season finale today. We really appreciate all you guys listening in with us, you know, writing to us, sometimes yelling at us through text, emails, and DMs, whatever. Um, but we always appreciate it. And we appreciate all of you. And we ask you, if you haven't, for the, now, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And remember, we must be back soon. Yes. Yes, we will. And of course, you can find us all the time with all of our uh, television breaking news coverage at Deadline.com. Thank you for joining us. We will see you on the other side, Emmy voters and lovers. Until then, adios.